You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode, episode 36 of Amateur Hour. Right, you know, every time we do a new episode, I'm always amazed at how long we've been doing it, but we're still cooking in the kitchen. Yeah, this was so we're at 36. So if I can think of a, a good player number, a uh, Shaq with the Celtics. Actually, that's uh, or a bad, Marcus that's Smart. A bad comparison. Hello. Yeah, Mar- we, this is the Marcus Smart episode. No, you know, see, I thought of Shaq with the Celtics first. <laughs> All right, fine. It's Shaq with the Celtics. <laughs> this episode is going to be kind of funny, kind of quirky, not that good. And we might get uh, injured. And we might get injured while we do it. (laughs) So move on. (laughs) Just kidding. Please stick around. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about our highs and lows, of course. We're going to be talking about the winners and the losers of football after week three, as well as another round of the gauntlet, which we love so, so much. I'm going to get things started with the weekly highs. So Shreyas, let's hop right in. The weekly highs. All righty. So my sports weekly high this week, and we're going to talk about his team a little bit later, was actually I kind of have two. But my first one is Aaron Rodgers with 40 seconds on the clock drives that ball down the field to win by two points by a field goal over the 49ers. I, I thought it was a pretty fun game to watch. A lot of 49ers fans are not happy with Garoppolo. I, they say that he made a lot of mistakes and they just he's not giving them the wow factor. But I want to focus on the Aaron Rodgers that we saw, which, man, again, you know, we talked about him before. Is he going to break out of his shell? Is he going to slump? Well, he looks like, off the past two games, he looks like MVP Rodgers. He looks really, mm. really good. He does, Max. And you, I know I know, we made a lot of fuss about after that first game, but he's really turned it on. And I think his, I guess, you we all know what Aaron Rodgers can do right it was honestly what it came down to for us was a lot of things happened in the offseason and you know if things don't go the right way right we're going to be able to we're going to have an opportunity to scrutinize you because of what you said or did in the past so it's going to be that kind of season for Rodgers and if he has a bad performance people are going to put it back to the offseason if he has a great performance People aren't going to talk about him as much if he had, you know. Right, right. Yeah, and what we learned, what we learned from you know week one going into week two and then week three is trust Man Bun Rogers. When he mm. puts his hair up in a bun, <laughs> he leans back in the interview. He says, "Hey, it's going to be okay. You got to believe it's going to be okay." Because he came out like we said, he was back in full MVP form, and he just looked really good. And Devonte Adams, oh my goodness, Man. that tag team, so good. So good. So very high on the Packers, Shrey. They're looking good. They're looking like they're going to have a really solid season. And who knows what will happen after that. Absolutely. So my other weekly high really quick is that basketball (laughs) comes back. I don't know if you can tell what sport I really, really like. But the NBA season comes back in two weeks, five days, six hours, 26 minutes, and uh, 12 seconds from this time. Oh, wow. I looked at the counter. I looked at the timer. <laughs> That's amazing. So it comes back really, really excited. So as the weeks progress, we're going to get a little bit more into our basketball talk. We're going to get our standing predictions again. We're going to see if Shreyas has the Kings in the playoffs. Uh, 
and we're going to get into that. So really, really exciting. And, ah, oh, God, I just love when basketball comes back. It's super, super fun. I got the NBA season is just so exciting for me. All right. My personal weekly high is that over the weekend, we were having a little shindig at our new house and a stray dog, which I had seen the day prior, shows up to our house at like 10 o'clock at night, comes in and we kind of just took her under our wing and we are taking care of her for the time being until we can find her a new home. Oh, wow. Yeah. What kind of dog? Do you know if it was a mix or do you know what kind of? the no idea it is she is like 11 pounds she is tiny and she's like four we took her to the vet today she's like four months old she still is like in the middle of getting her real teeth Uh, Mm. she's super sweet it's sad though because she knows some commands and we put up Mm. like a found dog poster and stuff so like she knows sit she knows paw she kind of like responds she's not afraid of people Mm -hmm. Um, she's super super comfortable very loving she gets a little anxious you know it's stuff like that but she was wandering around the neighborhood for a couple of days um, before because we asked all of our neighbors were like because they asked me today. I saw them. And they're like, hey, is that your dog? We're like, no, is it yours? They're like, no. But like we couldn't take care of it. And so we're like, OK, we'll just take her in for a little bit. So mm. hopefully we and was she, can either. And she wasn't chipped, right? Or anything? Wasn't chipped, wasn't vaccinated, wasn't yeah, not fixed or anything. So we got all that done today. Um, so she's, you know, she's doing pretty good. We, we bought her toys some food. And nice. we're just going to keep it for the time being until we can find a better home. Wow. Cause honestly, like we, we talked about it and none of us are really ready to take on the responsibility of a dog. Cause it's a lot, you nice. know, it's just, nice. you've turned into animal rescue, dude. You're going to, maybe you can get yourself like a discovery show or something. What doing what finding doing, dogs, doing animal rescue. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's a great idea. I should pitch that. So if anybody <laughs> out there listening is uh, affiliated to the discovery channel, Caesar Milan, any kind of dog trainer, let me know. <laughs> Finds one clearly an expert discovery show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's so that's really exciting. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for the dog, but I'm, I'm honestly convinced that if we either find the original owners, maybe again something happened and they lost her. But she is just so sweet and so tiny that she is like a great family or like young or old couple dog that mm. she's going to find a good home. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Well, good for you, Max. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's honestly, you know, like, thank my roommates, too. They're doing a lot of it. I'm just paying money where I can. Because the thing is, is that we all work or are in school yeah. full time. And all, all of us have trips planned slash like to travel. So it just wouldn't be fair to, you know, a dog at this point in our lives. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. going to try to do what we can and help her. So, all right. Enough of that. Treyas, bring us to those lows. <laughs> The lows. Well, Max, before before we start the low, um, I wanted to kind of give you an honorable mention sports high, and Ooh. that was uh, Justin Tucker kicking the longest field goal ever in NFL history this past weekend, a sixty six yard field goal for the win too, uh, which is you know an unbelievable kick hits the bottom of the, hits the crossbar and and dribbles on in. And that's, um, you know, 66 yards is, is no, it's no small feat. So, you know, I just wanted to shout that out. So now for my sports low, uh, a team that, you know, very near and dear to our hearts, Max, and played an overall horrible game of football. Oh boy. The New England Patriots. And I say, I say overall because the one person that I'm 
almost in a sense exonerating from all of this is Mac Jones. Really? And, yes, yes. And the stat line doesn't prove it, but the situations this guy is in, man, you just have to feel for the guy. He, His team looks like last year's Bengals where they can't protect him at all. He's getting hit almost every single play. Like, like hit, like not like yeah, like, yeah, like rocked on every drawback, uh, drop back. It's insane. Four man rushes and the and the offensive line, like three man rushes, four man rushes are getting through, and he's getting hit. He he's still finding a way to throw the ball. Like he still he ha- he had to throw fifty one times last game. And yeah, like that's just like for a rookie, like you should be able to manage him better than that. You should be able to like for for a team that paid a quarter of a billion dollars in free agency to man up, you know, their defense. They let they let 28 points pass. Right. Uh, Or we'll give them really bad. We'll give them 21 because it was one was a pick six. They and that was uh, I stopped. I I, I, I didn't stop watching, but I was like, okay, yeah. It was just at like, that point. Which, and then, right, right. Here's ugh. the thing. It's it wasn't just one interception. It wasn't just a pick six. Like three interceptions. I I understand that he was under a lot of pressure, but I really wasn't crazy about how I don't know. I just not about how anybody plays. I hear what you're saying, this, but like I don't can know you if blame I can him on the second Mac one? Jones. The second one, Jonu Smith. Right? Was it oh. the second one? Jonu Smith has a ball literally in his hands. Oh my! Like yeah, it can't was... be any more in your hands, and. He does like some sort of clown juggling act with it and flips it up and it went right into Malcolm Jenkins hands. Like, like he has been almost useless these past three games, the tight ends. Like I've been severely I was, down. Yeah, I know. Like, I was really excited for the double was, tight end too. I saw, I saw the last game, the Jets game. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like that. There's a couple quarters where they're getting into it. And then, you know, they're, they're playing the middle of the field. But if I'm looking at the overall three games right now, they can't block, right? They're blocking <laughs> like like I mean, if they were able to block, it would help that offensive line, which already sucks. Then they're not they're not getting open. I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it, Hunter Henry hasn't turned into like Mark Andrews. Like he's okay, but he's not like some sort of tight end savant that we thought maybe he he would try to become uh, as a pass catcher, right? right and then right like i'm honestly like i'm more and i didn't think about this i'm more secure about the wide receivers than i am the tight ends right now which we when we talked about (laughs) coming into this season we were like oh man nelson aguilar he's kind of a big question mark what will he do and then uh who's who's the other guy kendrick kendrick Bourne. right and we're like we're like we don't know we're gonna have to see and but at the same time we're like oh dude two tight end system this is what belichick loves like we're gonna be great that'll be our short game will be awesome which against miami i liked the shorter passes to the tight ends and we were talking about how johnny smith is faster than he was but he seems yeah he was just getting he gets he gets lost he's not really a great blocker so you gotta you gotta no he seems like he's like not kind of he's not a great block i don't know if it's his positioning on the block like i don't know if he just doesn't have good technique or is he's just not strong enough i i don't know because you know he looks built right and he's super athletic but right because he's fast but if he's not going to be the blocker type then he's got to at least catch some of these balls and that i don't know that mac jones one was like kind of scarred me because he's wide open on the like just you know on the flat and he's not able to 
pull that in and get like a five, six yard gain, maybe even a first down. And he lets an easy interception pick six go. And that's just all him. And so that's when I tell you, Max, that Mac Jones, like, yes, he, 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 like he should be kind of down on himself. It wasn't a great performance, but the fact that he was able to get any yards at all, it's he insane. had two, he had two seventy, but again, it's off of fifty one attempts. He still was able to throw fifty eight percent, which as a quarterback, not great, but like, and they if, and they never established the run. I know it's a tough run defense in in New Orleans, but never, they never established a run. They dude, never even dude, tried. Where was where was it, literally where was anybody? Where's James White on those routes? Like, I, well, he, James I White got hurt too, and now he's now he's out indefinitely. Um, he got carted off with a hip injury, but they didn't go back to Damian Harris. Uh, they used Brandon Bolden three times, uh, two of which I was yeah. like, why is Brandon Bolden out on the field? He played, I think, over 30 snaps or something like that I saw, which I'm like, this guy's a special teams player. He's like a returner. Like He should be like the guy like you have nobody else. Brandon Bolden put him on the field, right? But you have Damian Harris. You have J.J. Taylor. You have Ramon Day Stevenson. You chose to not use Ramondre Stevenson and you just didn't establish the run at all. You didn't even try. Like you right. can't just say like, Oh, this is a tough run defense. We're going to chuck it. Like you got to at least try a couple times and then, you know, slow the game down for the kid, but you didn't, you just, you know, put him out there, tell them here, you might get decked. You might not. And then we'll figure out what happens tomorrow. Like, I don't know. Horrible game plan. I thought the coaching was awful and I'm, I'm less concerned about Mac Jones coming out of this, but I'm more concerned about the defense and just the offense as a whole. Like the, you know what I mean? Like just the team as a whole, I'm not concerned about the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I agree. Shrey. It, it was uh, oh God. It was, it was a really tough game to watch. And I thought I tell my, my roommates were like, why do you want to put the Pats game on? I'm like, dude, Pat Saints. Like this is mm-hmm. Mac Jones coming off of a confidence week with the jets. You know, this is this is Mac and the Pats coming off coming off the Jets game where they did really, really well. Obviously, it's the Jets, you know, take it with a grain of salt. This is a week where the Saints, you know, we can see Jameis Winston being consistent and inconsistent. Exactly. This is a week where they have to, you know, either prove them prove themselves or fall behind. And well, they they proved themselves to be pretty solid. Alvin Kamara. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry. Yeah. How do you how do you touch the ball? How do you how do you knock Alvin Kamara? There was no defense on him. There could was you, no defense on him. I swear to God, every time, every time he got it, touchdown? and he just like ran around everybody, and they could they couldn't touch him. Could he you looked explain? like Derrick Henry. He looked like like Derrick Henry because he would just get like eight yards every single time he'd run, eight yards or more. And I'm like, oh my god. Could you explain Damn. that touchdown to me, Max? <laughs> what did did people forget that Alvin Kamara was on the field during that touchdown? Because he literally. <laughs> Yeah, he got he got he got bagel and cream cheese. He got a He got a Starbucks coffee and then he waltzes the way in to the end zone. No untouched. Like I was like almost uncontested. I was like, I was like, wow, like there's only literally only one guy you need to be afraid of on this team. Like, think about it. You're talking about Winston. He's inconsistent. Taysom Hill. Yes, he's like a gadget player. But when he's on the field, you need to know where he is. Other than that, I'm not really caring about. Marquez Callaway. I'm not really caring about Deontay Harris or you know what I mean? Like I don't it's Alvin Kamara. If you're not guarding Alvin Kamara when he's on the field, then you're doing it wrong. That's like you're not adjusting. And that should right. have been a game plan from 
the preseason, like you should know, like, hey, when we get to week three, there's one guy and it's Alvin Kamara. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So that's why I put it on the coaching too. Like I put a lot of this on Bill and I put a lot of this on Josh McDaniels because for some reason they did not get these guys set and they just don't understand their personnel right now. They don't know who's good and who's bad. And right now <laughs> everyone looks bad because of it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually a really good point. Trey, what a great low, because it was low. It was a bad weekend. Bad weekend. And, Max, moving on to my personal low. Yeah. I've been, dude, just having some Wi-Fi issues this week. and Oh, not good. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, associated, as we all know, we work from home through Zoom. And today I had a meeting, and <laughs> literally uh, I got kicked out of the meeting then my wi-fi disconnected and then my wi-fi would reconnect and then because i didn't technically leave the meeting it would put me back into the meeting oh no <laughs> and then and then i would and then i was so i'd be like oh i got kicked out whatever like you know the meeting's kind of over and then i was like doing something and then my zoom window would pop up and i'd be like what what ha- what's happening and then i'd get kicked out again and it happened literally three times and i literally was like I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm, I literally, that's what I had to say. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I, <laughs> I think I just got kicked out three times because my Wi-Fi just, you know, crapped the bed four times. So like I was, yeah, it, that zoom remote, remote life, man, you know, sometimes it gets to you, gets to that Wi-Fi. Hey, Trey, at least, you know, I got to say, at least you can work from home. That is true. That is true. You it, know? Is, it is a, it, it is a blessing as well. So I'm not gonna I'm not true. gonna front on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be grateful, man. Okay. <laughs> Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I no, I I hear that, and it's like you're like you're back. I mean, did people see that you were back in the meeting? Yeah, yeah. There was still a couple people kind of talking, but the meeting you're had like, oh, kind hey. of. Had oh, okay. Finished. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, uh, uh, can you guys see me? Oh, and then by the time I'm like trying to do something, it would freeze, and then the Wi-Fi would go out, and then I'd get kicked out, and then. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know spin cycle it just happened again <laughs> yeah yeah well that's tough all right trey let's uh let's talk about since we're on the football train let's talk about a little bit more football let's talk yeah. about some teams right now it's after the week three action so you know mm-hmm. take do with our predictions what you will but we're going to talk about some winners and we're going to talk about some not winners <laughs> we're going to talk about the five teams that are three and oh right now and we're going to talk about the various teams that are either below 500 or completely winless. There's a lot to, to, to digest here. And we're going to see who we think is going to stay on top, who we think is maybe going to fall off the edge, go middle of the pack. And then on the opposite side, who do we think is going to turn it around? And who do we think is just going to have a tough time? So, Trey, do you want to start with the winners? Or do you want to start with, you know. The not winners? The not winners? Yeah, so let's let's start off with these let's start off with these winners right here, Max. And those are the teams that we are labeling as winners because right now they're undefeated. And those teams are the Las Vegas Raiders, the Denver Broncos, the Los Angeles Rams, the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Woo! Your Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And so Max, uh I wanted to ask you what yes, it, which of these teams do you think are actual contenders 
And which of these teams do you think are, you know, the Holden Caulfield phony pretenders? Like, <laughs> who do you who do you think who do you think is the the weakest of the three and O teams, and who do you think are the strongest of the three and O teams? Right I'm now? gonna go with home field. I'm gonna go with home field first. I think the Cardinals look really, really strong. They look so strong that yeah. their star wide receiver doesn't even need to get touches. Mm. 103 points for over three games. That is nice. That is really good. Their offense. I mean, they. They are firing on all cylinders. They look really composed. Kyler Murray, wow. Who would have thought that he would be this good this quick? I, Some people did. I did not. I thought he was going to like take a little bit to warm up, but wow, he's coming out guns a-blazing. I think the Cardinals look really, really solid. So I want to talk about the Cardinals, Max, because you know, we've seen this before, especially last year. Kyler Murray had a really nice start to the season. And then oh, okay. the Cardinals towards the end of the year kind of petered out and and that's why they didn't make the playoffs last year so mm, it, okay i'm not i'm not i'm kind of holding off on the full hype train just hopping on right away because kyler murray we know he's electric he played at an mvp level last year right but the team success is a different issue and sometimes you know towards the end of the year i think i'm i'm not as convinced about what cliff kingsbury can do as a coach and kind of managing Kyler Murray and managing the team. Um, okay. I think they depend a little bit too much on Kyler Murray to make plays kind of like Mahomes does. And if there's ever an issue where, you know, he, he becomes okay. I undisciplined or, you know, you know, you know, forbid that he gets hurt. Right. Right. Okay. Then who do they who do they kind of you know or, or or hobbled in a sense, right? Like last year, he got a little bit hurt towards the end, and he couldn't do as much. They don't really have a running game to go off of. Like James Conner is all, is all right, but he's doesn't get up the role and doesn't. I don't know if he can do as much as he did in Pittsburgh. And Chase Edmonds is a great third down back. He's not really a, a full time guy. Um, the defense is great. Like so far, I think has been has, Watt. been has been really good. JJ Watt, Chandler Jones in general, uh, has been a revelation yeah. to start the year. So yeah, but I I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me tempering expectations because I've 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 seen this before. But for the time being, I think they are of the five, one of the contenders. So I'm not going to go as far as saying they're not they're a pretender. But okay, I wouldn't okay. put them at the top. Okay, okay. Oh no, I oh yeah. Okay, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'll amend my statements here. I'm not saying that they're going to be like the end-all be-all. I'm not saying uh-huh. that they're going to be like the champion this year. But I don't think – I think – and I think, Shrey, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that they learned from their mistakes last year. Okay, okay. I think that that they're going to be able to work on the longevity aspect. It never hurts to come out hot as long as you can maintain a light boil after you're blazing. You know Agreed. what I mean? Agreed. If you can so, do enough to just get into the playoffs and, you know, hopefully towards the end you find some sort of stride, it can be enough. Yeah. Y- yeah. No, I, I agree. The one thing, and I'm actually going to voice like one of the few things that I don't like about football. And a lot of the times when you're looking at a football season and you're looking at who starts off and who you think is going to win, it's not so much a matter of skill. It's obviously a matter of like coaching and whatnot, because I, all these players are very, very talented, right? And yeah. with the right coaching, with the right management, with the right team leaders, with the right, you know, luck scenarios, anybody can really win. 
football turns out to be a kind of a war of attrition. And when you're mm. looking towards the end of the season and <laughs> you know, fantasy managers know this all too well, you're kind of looking at like who is going to stay healthy. And pretty, a lot of times it's like who stays healthy determines who wins. You take teams who start really, really well. And if they have one, two, God forbid, three key injuries, you just fall off. Not to say that you can't win, but like you definitely put a handicap on your thing. And in watching all these stars get injured at different times during the year, because you know it's inevitable. Every every single game, there's always some kind of injuries. I mean, James White getting hurt last game. You're like, wow, that's that was our guy. And now yeah, he's he was out one of our best players. Yeah. He was one of our best players, and now he's out indefinitely. And this happens for every single team. So it's kind of like it's just because the contact is so hard you know, people just get hurt and that's kind of like, you kind of have to just wait till the season progresses to see who is still healthy to determine who's going to be in the running. I I agree, Max. I think it's about kind of man. It's a lot about the management style. So yeah, coaching comes a huge, becomes a huge part of it is that you're going to not, you, you won't see the same lineup 17, 18 times. It just won't happen during a season. So Mm -hmm you have to find a way like it's like with basketball, you might see him for 40 games if you're not, you know, unlucky with your injuries, but every week you'll have some sort of injury or, you know, you have to manage this guy or he has to become a decoy or he can't go this week or you have to put this guy on IR. And that's where it falls on the coaching. And if the coaching can't figure out who to put in at the best times based on what they have for that game, that's when it becomes a win or a loss. And those mean way more in football than one out of 82 in hockey or in basketball or, you know what I mean? Right. So it's definitely, it's, it's a tougher coaching job, but that's just the way the season rolls and you. That's what, that's how you gotta, you gotta think about it. Max, any, any other contenders for you from the five undefeated teams so far? Well, you know, you look at the Panthers being one of the, you know, total win teams. I don't know. Just based off of history, I mean, Christian McCaffrey already got hurt. It's Mm -hmm. like, I just don't know how well they're going to continue to do realistically. I mean, they've had some high moments, but I mean, it just DJ Moore looks really, really good. Like he's been really solid. I just I don't know, Shrey. I, that that that's for me the Panthers. That's the big question mark. Yes, it, it's been all about McCaffrey every year that he's been in the NFL. I believe though Sam Darnold has shown me something, and that they're not fully dependent on McCaffrey to you know eke out games and you know to to be contending in a bunch of these games. But he's a. It's it's tough to say because he's a huge part of their offense. They run almost every play with him if they can, and he's a part of their passing game. He's a part of their running game, and it's now now it's up to to Sam Darnold. I mean, they have Chuba Hubbard or Chuba Hubbard in the yeah. in the backfield this uh this upcoming week, right? We'll see how he does over a full game. He he looked pretty good coming out of the end of last game, but you know, we'll see how he is for a full, full 60 minutes. But I do like what I see from Sam Darnold. He's not like a high scoring QB. Like he's no like Kyler Murray or 
uh, you know what I mean? Like that Aaron Rodgers type of, you know, I can sh- do a shootout with them. But I think he limits his mistakes for for a guy that, you know, got totally screwed up in, in New York. So I- I'm interested to see. They have some weapons around him, even without uh, Christian McCaffrey. But I'm, I'm not going to put him as a full contender yet. I think if you're if you're going to ask me, Max, the the Los Angeles Rams, yeah, are the biggest contender, yeah, of all of all the teams. I think, my gosh, they look beating phenomenal. the Bucks, dude. Yeah, they do, they and they have a phenomenal. really really good. I Matt Stafford, what a what a pickup. I Man, mean, what a decision, right? You have Jared Goff, you pick him high. And it felt like they're just going to ride this guy out until he has like, like until he has like, there's no way that they have, they can't do any, they have, they can do anything with them. Right. They, but they took the chance. They found that Matt Stafford didn't want to be in Detroit and Detroit said, we'll find a new place for you. And they, they took the chance and they said, Hey, Matt Stafford knows LA. Let's bring him over. And yeah, the, he has a great relationship with McVay already. I think McVay is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And they had, they have everything that you want. Like they have a they have a loaded team, right? They have the wide receivers, Deshaun Jackson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Yeah, they have Higby as a tight end. He's a solid tight end. Their defense is phenomenal, right? You have Ramsey, Donald. Their linebackers are decent. Like they have they yeah. have great players in the defensive end. And then the running back, like Daryl Henderson, is good, and. But it's all about Matt Stafford, and Matt Stafford's play has just been so elevated since being in LA. I think he's been rejuvenated that he's not playing on a Owen sixteen type like like oh are we gonna lose this game type like he doesn't have that mentality anymore. Right. So I think he he just had like a like a like a revelation type of season. I think he if he plays in this offense, he's gonna gain a couple of years on his career. Um, mm. Yeah. That's that's. I think they're the best. They're the best out of these three and O teams. They might be one of the best teams in the NFL at the end of the at the end of the year too. So uh, wouldn't count. Yeah, and 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 two, uh, just they played really well. Their third down efficiency was they they were ten for fifteen. That's yeah. So their their offense is so good, so potent. Cooper Cup is a I will catch everything receiver. He I don't know when this man will ever drop a ball. (laughs) <laughs> but he's that type of guy. Robert Woods has had a has had a slow start to the season, but it's because I like Cooper Robert Cup, Woods. Yeah, it's because Cooper Cup has gone nuclear for the past three year, three uh, three games. Yeah, and you know they still have like they still have Van Jefferson. They still they have Higby. Like they they have so much depth on offense that even if like even if they have an injury someone will step up they have so much talent they have deshaun jackson he had 100 yards right like it's it's insane the talent they have on that team it just showed against that bucks team that you know seemed like they weren't ready and now we'll now we'll see uh now we'll see how the the rest of the season goes but well yeah and i'm um i'm a little afraid because that was a frustrating loss for the Buccaneers, and mm-hmm. now they're coming to New England, and that is like I <laughs> cannot look at sports news without seeing Tom Brady to New England, Tom Brady to New England, Tom Brady to New England. Listen, guys, he was on the Bucks last year. We already had this. Please leave us alone, dude. We're gonna get. I'm sorry. My, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put money on the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, I'm not a betting to, man. If I was a betting man, I'm not a betting man. But if I was, I'm putting money on the Bucks. 
and how and I'm and putting I, like a high scoring for them. Like I just the Patriots defense, especially after this week, unless Belichick infuses them with like crack cocaine and some like gusto. <laughs> All right, guys, we're on a Tom Brady. Come on, we gotta, we really gotta try this this time, okay? Last week, last week wasn't that good, so this week we really gotta try, okay? All right. How you know how I mean? could how could you be confident in a in a Patriots team against against the Bucks I'm just not, on paper? I'm not right, like uh, just on paper, and forget the storylines, forget yeah, Tom forget, Brady being a goat. Yeah, forget the situation, right? Like Belichick can game plan all he wants. I don't know if they have the defense to stop to stop uh, to any stop drive any, Brady has, any, any play Brady has. Or even dude, even Leonard Fournette is going to have like a big game. It's going to be one of those things, especially with our run defense against Camara. My God, against against the Jets, it was bad. Against the Dolphins, it was bad. Against yeah the the Saints, it was bad. Like I don't I don't trust him at all. But that's that's for that's for another uh, another week, Max. In terms another of week, yeah. In terms of the pretenders, right? I don't know if you want to uh, kind of combine on this one, but the Broncos, I think the Broncos are the clear pretender. In this. Yeah, that's I, 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 because when I even realized, because Broncos is not a team that I follow, when I looked at the standings, I was like, the Broncos? Yeah. What are they doing up here in three and out? That's not, and just like the Panthers, is like you see and you're like, okay, well, yeah, you had some good games, but. I, I don't well, look I at their competition too. <laughs> yeah, they played the Giants, yeah. the Jaguars, the Jets. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, a very, very, you know, great competition they had to play. <laughs> no. Right. Um. Only twenty six points scored against them across three games. Yeah. So like they're not. And that's not necessarily a testament to their defense. Either. That's what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. That's not a testament to the to the to their defense necessarily. That's more of a testament to yeah, they're not playing. And we'll and we'll see, we'll see if they're pretender if they're contenders very shortly because their next four games are Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, Browns. Yep. So like they they could go 0 and 4 or 1 and 3 just as quickly as they went 3 and 0. So <laughs> like what I mean, happened? Well, yeah, yeah, they just they just like they're the Mr. Krabs like swirling dazed and confused meme. It that is one of my favorite memes of all time. <laughs> yeah, that is one of my favorite memes of all time. All right, so let's talk. Let's let's flip the script a little bit here. We have our we have our contenders and we have our pretenders. But then on the other side, we have teams that are just not doing well. So, which teams do you think are going to take their really not good start and turn it around? How do we feel? Mostly, and I think the biggest surprise on everybody's mind is the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely, a storyline that we had heard so much about is that, Oh, well, the chiefs are just going to run it back. Mm. They're 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 going to get to the super bowl again. But when you start one and two, and there's a lot of mistakes being made on the field, I like, how do you feel about that? Do you think this, they, they, they let up a lot of points. And that's one thing is like their defense doesn't look the same as it did last year to me. And I, I I don't, I'm not going to count them out just like green Bay, but like, there's some things that you should that you have to address for the Chiefs. Absolutely, Max. I think their defense over the past two years has not been great in general. But yeah, the, what was the one factor that could save them in any situation? The Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, right? Like right to start the year, he's been decently off too. Like he 
he's not been playing great football. He's made some bad decisions in the passing game, right? There was yeah. that, uh, there was that play this week where he tried the no look and it got picked off. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's, he's throwing, he's throwing out of any situation, right? He's not throwing the ball away. He's just trying to make every play a play. Right. And sometimes like, you know, that one thing we know about Pat Mahomes from when, you know, he was MVP and, for winning for winning a Super Bowl is that I felt like he was this hybrid of like he's gonna you know extend plays and he was gonna you know he's gonna do everything he can to get positive yardage but he had that mental component I felt that he he knew when to like you know get off a read and get off a play and you know just move on to the next down right he had a little more than that more than you know Lamar Jackson or the Kyler Murray or like I felt like he was kind of that echelon above Right to start, to start the year, I haven't felt uh, that same level of confidence, and I'm not saying it's going to continue that way. I think out of these one and like under 500 winless, you know, group, the Chiefs are the one that are going to just just as how I said the the Broncos are going to be it could be you know one and three in their next. You think games. that the Chiefs are the ones that are going to turn it around? Yeah, okay. I think they're going to be. I think they could turn around in a game, in a split game second, and you know, go four straight, and then we're not even talking about this anymore. But you know, considering we have to make a podcast right now, <laughs> they're not playing good right now. Yeah. So that's 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 why I'm concerned. Is that the defense was already not good to begin with? Now, if you add Pat Mahomes, is you know, decision making into question that's where you kind of get this perfect storm of a couple losses, especially when you saw Justin Herbert completely outplay Pat Mahomes in that game. And mm-hmm. yeah. So I, you know, that's another thing is that these, these young quarterbacks in these teams are getting better too. So yeah. they don't have the same leeway as they did probably in the past. So while we're still here, I want to talk about somebody who I think is going to get knocked down and stay knocked down. So I just finished watching The Good Place, which, if you haven't seen it, phenomenal show. Starring Ted Danson, Kristen Bell, William Jackson. It just really, really great actors. It's such a wholesome show. It's funny. It made me cry. It made me laugh. Mm. I'm feeling all these emotions. It's better than most of the video game movies that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> One of the main characters, Jason Mendoza, his favorite team that he just does not stop talking about is the Jacksonville Jaguars. He asks... Ted Danson, who is like this all-knowing angel being, and he's like, did Blake Bortles win the MVP this year? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, did the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl? Like, no. He's like, will the Jacksonville Jaguars ever win the Super Bowl? He's like, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this show that was made a couple years ago was really onto something. Jacksonville hmm. They're going to stay down. I'm sorry. Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he's, he just throws so many interceptions. He yeah. throws a lot. Like he is, he clearly is not, he is, it's, he, he seems he's a little bit out of his own depth here. Is a difference, clear difference between playing on such a top tier contender in college football versus coming to the NFL where you're playing against insane talent all the time and then just coaching and game planning and just like, I don't think he expects a lot of these like defenders to go where he's throwing. He's like, oh, well, in college, I can get away with this bad throw because it'll just like go over somebody's head. It'll just be incomplete. Meanwhile, here, he's just getting he's just getting picked off. You said it, Max. I think 
Trevor Lawrence hasn't really adjusted yet to the NFL style of play. It's, I think yeah. it's a little bit of like, you know, the windows are tighter and the players are faster and you know yeah. what I mean? And in, in the game, he was playing on rookie before he was playing on like, like pro difficulty. Now he's on hall of fame. Yeah. And so the game, obviously he's a rookie. So like the game's not going to slow down for him or anything. He's not going to, he's not going to be able to make the same adjustments at the line of scrimmage. And, totally fair. Yeah. And things like that nature. But the team in general is not good either. Like they don't have no. a defense, right? No. They have basically our tight end depth right now, like from last year, right now. Yeah. They have no one at tight end. Their their wide receivers have been very inconsistent. They have some talent, like DJ Chark, decent talent. Marvin Jones is a veteran. You know, he he knows how to play the game. He 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 feels like a good safety belt at wide receiver safety net at wide receiver. Right. Um, but LaVisca Chenault is like kind of more of this gadget split him out everywhere and see where he fits type of player. And, you know, he hasn't panned out as much uh, already. They have a good run game, but you know, it just feels like they kind of have all these, you know, odd pieces put together around him that don't kind of give him the security or any sort of security or safety and their offensive line is not great either. So the Jaguars, yeah, they're not going to go anywhere. And I thought, you know, they could be kind of a, a sleeper sleeper. Yeah. Because no, just, sorry, you know, Trey. just because of, uh, <laughs> just because of, you know, the hype around a new rookie and, you know, number one pick and you just kind of, maybe the talent will trump all kind of like with the Justin Herbert, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not looking great folks. No. Right. And, and, and like you have a number one pick, you're like, okay, we did something. and it's not, and I'm not blaming Trevor Lawrence completely, but no, he, he's not like, he's not necessarily helping. All right, Trey, I'm going to read you three teams real quick. And I just want you to give me a yay or nay for are they going to fix their season yeah. or are they going to stay at the bottom? Okay, First go. one, which I think everybody can share this sentiment with, the Jets. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do you see what they're putting this kid Zach Wilson through? Oh, my God, dude. I might I might just, like, check out. Like, what I, like, I would check out at game three if I was Zach Wilson. They can't do anything with him properly. They can't run the ball properly. Unless it's the Patriots. Uh, they can't defend, right? They don't have an offensive line. Zach Wilson is trying to, you know, be Pat Mahomes out here, and he's just chucking balls all over the place, and Robert Sala is like, eh, like, what That's are you going to do? We just got to rein him in. And then he just <laughs> – do you know he has seven – what he has? Seven picks, two interceptions or something? Is it seven picks, two touchdowns already? It's insane. So <laughs> they don't care what this kid does. I, I don't know. I think he, they're going to ruin him. If they keep him at this pace, go on to the next team. I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> Colts. Colts? Ooh. I think they have I think they 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 have an outside chance. I don't like Carson Wentz and his injury history, but I like their skill players. I like Jonathan Taylor. I like Pascal. I like Pittman. Mm-hmm. You know, they made the playoffs with Phillip Rivers last year. Right. And Philip so Rivers was Philip. Yeah. I'll give him, I'll give him a, a close to thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Giants. <sighs> no, I'm sorry. They make too many mistakes. They do. They, they make do. too many mistakes. They do. They it's... just can't. They're like, you know, I'm going to give, we got to say, I got to say, Daniel Jones had another like, okay week. He was yeah. okay. I literally, I watched the game and I was like, he's actually doing okay. Saquon had the nice touchdown. 
Saquon, I think, might heat up a little bit because he's just such like a, you know, generational talent, just yeah. like, you know, looking at him raw. But the team as a whole, you yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, just not good. I, I'm, I'm. It's a no for me, dog. And it's just because. It's a no. Yeah. It's just because. Yeah, they're undisciplined. I don't trust the special teams coordinator coach when they can't also play special teams. Like you know what I mean? Like, right. As as well as Daniel Jones can play in any single game, they can also lose that game just as bad. Like you know what I mean? So yeah, like he could have 300 yards and three touchdowns, and they lose because. Dexter Lawrence jumps offside and they they lose by three. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. So right. no for me. Yes. Okay, Lions. No. Oh my God. No. <laughs> oh my God. What a move <laughs> by the Los Angeles Rams that we talked about it. What a move. To steal Matt to Stafford. Swipe Matt Stafford yeah. and to give them Jared Goff. And they're like, mm, okay. They're like just, eating glue. Like, <laughs> like, like my gosh. Like <laughs> the offense is so inept, right? Like this seems like the old, the Lions teams of old, where they just ha- you just feel like they're gonna <laughs> lose every time they walk into their own. Like it's like <laughs> they walk at home. <laughs> they're walking. They're gonna walk home. They're walking home, right? And like I'm guessing yeah. at some point, you remember when they were 0 16 and there people wearing paper bags in the stands? That <laughs> might that might come back, ladies and gentlemen. That might be the new Detroit fashion this year. So. <laughs> So get ready. Oh man. Yeah. They, um, yep. Yeah. Not good. All right. So before we go on to our gauntlet and before we, you know, proceed with the episode, I want to talk about the Seahawks. What do you think? Because you still have Russ and you still have a push. And while they've had, I mean, they're one and two, they, they really did get like walloped by the Vikings, but yeah. What do you think? I'm, See, I'm it's never going to count them out, mark. right? I'm never going to count them out. Because you still have Russ. Right? Yeah, you still have Russ. The, the, skill, the skill players are phenomenal, right? Lockett, yeah. DK, yeah. Carson, they're all playing well. The defense is not as advertised, right? They paid Jamal Adams a lot of money. They, have, they still have Bobby Wagner. They have... I don't even know who they have at corner. I don't know, they still have Diggs. Like, they... It's 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 just not there. Like what we thought about the Seahawks defense last year when they were giving up tons and tons and tons of yards. Like I just don't feel as great as this year. So mm. there's only so much that Russ can do, and he can only keep you in so many games. And you know, if he has an off game, you want the defense to step up in those spots, right? And they just don't have that balance and. I can see them definitely going on a hot streak like they did last year, right? To start the year. But I'm feeling a, a very kind of up and down type of season. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended like 11 and six, but it's not going to be like a, they win seven or eight games in a row. I think they win three, lose one. Kind of like a back and forth and they end somewhere around or above 500 absolutely because you know okay. a lot of a lot of these teams playoffs don't have or good no coaching. I yeah think i think it, they, it really... yeah they okay. make the playoffs they make the playoffs i think the coaching in the league overall is not great and Pete carroll is one of the better coaches in the league so i think he'll find a way to make it well we heard better. i mean we heard from from lofa lofa tatupu that we had on the show i just apparently Pete carroll is one of like the greatest minds in football yeah and 
he he's just so he's just so, he's like such an excitable like guy. Like, yeah, you can just tell on the sidelines he loves the game, and right, like yeah, he is. Like if I were to pick, like he's a top five coach, right? So right, I'm not worried just because coaching does mean more in this league because right, you know what I mean you have to oversee a lot more, but I'm also uh, a little bit worried that they're not gonna get you know hot at any point in time and they might lose in the first round or a wild card or something like that. So, well, you know, we talked about, I mean, one of my storylines that I wanted to follow was the Seahawks and whether they were going to make a push because, you know, you only have Russ for so long yes. and it just, yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. It's like, you don't know. And this year they don't look as poised as they did last year. Yeah. So Maybe yeah, just same old, same old kind of. Same old, same old. All right. Now, before we get going with our final minutes of the episode, don't tune off just yet because we have another episode of The Gauntlet for you. This week, Shreyas, who do we have? Well, Max, we are going to move on to the AFC North this week. Wow. Sorry, the NFC North this week. We did the AFC North last week. So, you know, I wanted to switch it up, move it to the the National Football Conference. And the NFC North, Max, uh you might have an easier time making some of these decisions than you did last week. And, <laughs> you know, just, you know, kind of as a hint, hint, wink, wink, but let's start off and, you know, talk about these four teams and their quarterbacks. Okay. The Packers, obviously Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. The Lions have Jared Goff. <laughs> the Bears had had Andy Dalton. They moved to Justin Fields. And now Matt Nagy is considering all of them, Matt, uh, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, and Nick Foles for next week. So you can choose who the heck you want to put in there. What? And the Minnesota Vikings. So the Minnesota Vikings have Kirk, Kirk. Cousins. So, Max, what do you think? Uh, okay, this is really kind of cut and dry for me. This is really – all right, this is going to be the easiest gauntlet. Start. Who am I going to start? Golden Egg, the GOAT. It's it's got to be Aaron Rodgers, and if you don't say Aaron Rodgers, you are huffing glue. <laughs> On my bench, my first spot is Kirk Cousins. He's mm. really just he's a really really solid quarterback. Will he ever be like all time goat status? No, but really good quarterback. On the Bears, I don't care who they have. I'll throw any one of them on my bench because Jared Goff. Good God, go to Home Depot. Oh, it, wow. It's done. It's over. No, no. <laughs> it's over for me. It just, no. Max, that, they, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I'm right there with you. Rodgers, there's no way you pick any list and Rodgers, almost any list, right? Especially if you're talking about the division. When has Rodgers oh. not been ever? Talk about the conference. Talk about the league. When has Rodgers ever not been the top quarterback in his division since he started, right? Like, there's no I, I, the past I don't know. decade plus, he has been the best quarterback in that division. So nothing is going to change there. I actually, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is my first bench spot, like you said. You said. I think when you talk about Kirk Cousins, he's not flashy. He's prone to making mistakes, but I think over the past couple of years, I've become a little more secure in that he can he can pull out a gutsy performance here and here and there. I think he has the team around him where he likes to air the ball, and he he'll do that with Justin Jefferson. He has a security blanket with 
Adam Thielen. And the running game is really good with Dalvin Cook and Madison. We saw Madison go off last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think as a quarterback, like he – Yes, yes. I think his talent too. Like I think that just proves that with a good good team around him, his talent can shine. And I think he has the arm talent. And I don't think he makes as many mistakes as he used to. Like I used to think Kirk Cousins made a lot of mistakes. And especially in key moments of the game. But – he showed me something in that playoff OT victory that they had, I think a year or two ago. And I think overall, I think he's just too consistent to not leave him off uh, the bench. Yep. Yep. Now, if I'm going between the lions and the bears, (sighs) yeah, Jared Koff is just that. Like if we're talking about who we want, maybe one of the young guys, maybe, maybe, maybe BD Nick, if you remember that nickname, (laughs) We'll Honestly, make a return. If I had to pick, Dalton is like someone that I would want. Like if I'm talking about a bridge quarterback, right? Someone where I know I need to start someone before I put in a rookie or before I draft the next guy. I might take an Andy Dalton just because like he's he's gonna be decently cheap. I know he's getting what 10 million this year. He should not be making that much money, but <laughs> he's gonna be decently cheap year to year. Right. I think he knows how to start and he knows how to, you know, manage the game. And he's played with talent in the past and he has a good arm. He's just, you know, been run down and he's just not as, you know, vibrant of a, of a quarterback. You know, you know what I mean? Like he's, he doesn't, he doesn't have that, you know, hop in a step as he once, as he once did. I would take him on any, on any bridge team, but then, you know, it, you're also giving me the option to, to start Justin Fields. He didn't have, he had a horrible game last year last week but you know i'm taking that potential i think he could be that jalen hurts type of guy that you know you still don't know yet and he right. obviously hasn't proven anything even jalen hurts has proven much more but i like that you know that style of quarterback to fit in today's game and i would take the shot on him jared goff i don't know where the heck you'd be going with him no he, you're not going anywhere you're going you're going to you're going to Owen sixteen paper bags on your head. He's not good, dude. He's, he's not, good. not good. And you could tell, right, how elevated he was playing for the Rams. I, I just saw the stat. You did you see the stat? You gotta tell me the stat. Is that Jared Goff is 0-10 when his head coach is not Sean McVay. So you gotta explain that one for me. So, so in, in college game, too? Yeah, he is 0 and 10 wow. when his coach is not Sean McVay. Wow. It, no, it's seriously, it's Blake Bortles syndrome. Blake Bortles <laughs> got so ramped up by that defense and just some of the skill players that he didn't have to do literally anything. And Jared Goff, although he's had better games than Blake Bortles, is kind of in that same pantheon of really crappy quarterbacks on good teams that looked better. Because they had, you know, a, a better team around him. And sometimes it works, right? Like, he, uh, like it almost got Goff a Super Bowl. And it almost got Blake Bortles to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Both thwarted by Tom Brady, by the way. Um, uh. <laughs> but, but it just shows that once you put Jared Goff on a, on a team that is middling or, you know, obviously doesn't have the players right they have some they have some good players like they have 
DeAndre Swift and they have Jamal Williams and they have TJ Hawkinson, but he's not the type of guy to, to make his team better by any means. And so I do not want him running any team because he looks lost on a football field without any direction from a good coach. <laughs> so, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And look, this gauntlet was, it had to be cut and dry. And if you, I don't, I don't know how you can't agree. We'll see what Instagram, we'll see what the internet, we'll see what TikTok says. We'll see what the people watching say. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's pretty Aaron Rodgers is at the top and Jared Goff is just, God, Ugh. stop. It's stop. just he, like, I don't even know if he would be good at stop it, Zach, stop. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> he might not even be good at Home Depot. That's just, oh. I don't know. All right. Well, that about does it, folks. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.